that guy in Invincible that yep. is at the tryouts and he played two years varsity. Yeah. That's me. I got you. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Talks. Today is a very special day because I am joined with Pittsburgh area native, former Pitt Panther defensive tackle, where he was named to the Big East all academic team three times and the new head coach of the Clearfield High School football team, Miles Carrageen. How are you doing today, Miles? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. So I want to just get started with you for a minute. Like, how did you get started playing football? Just started when I was young. I was six years old. Parents signed me up and just kept playing from there. At what point throughout your career of playing did you realize Division One levels within reach? Because not a lot of guys get to that mark. Yeah, I think it was my junior year. I was lifting in the weight room because we had like a lifting class, and my head coach uh, was a was a our teacher for it. He just got off the phone. He said he looked at me. And he said, "Dude, you just got an offer." I was like, "What are you talking about?" He said, Northwestern just called. They want to offer you, but they thought you were a senior. Uh, I told them you were a junior, and they said, no, they still want to offer you. So that was when I really got my first offer and knew that, like, it was in reach. Because I've been to camps, but, like, never really heard anything. Mm-hmm. And then some coaches came in, but then just got the call and was like, you were offered. And then it just snowballed from there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when you get to that level, once you get one offer, whether it's D3, D2, D1, once you get one, they all just start kind of rolling in. Yeah, I don't know if there's some system coaches have that, like, hey, Northwestern is offering to get spread. But as soon as I got that, I had a lot more interest coming in. It helped. I had a, another buddy I played with, same grade with me, Chris Jacobson. He was getting offers. I mean, we had a lot of coaches coming in to see both of us. Yeah. So, like, what does that process look like? Now, you kind of have, like, the Elite 11 view of things where these kids are getting letters every single day from every school across the country you know what was that what did that kind of look like for you now rules have changed big time from when i was there but i was getting letters nonstop. like i still have boxes of letters that i was getting from coaches i think we went on vacation once out of the country for a week i came back and as soon as i turned my phone on back in the country my phone literally dinged for like an hour just all these colleges texting me trying to see how i was doing set up appointments to come in it was a little overwhelming. Now it's a little bit more easier with like the dead periods and reaching out via social media when they're allowed to that it's not as bad. Because I know my mailman was, he was giving me 10 envelopes a day from different <laughs> yeah. colleges. Yeah. So you played with some incredible names on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. That has to just look different at that, even at the D1 level. Some of those guys just probably being in the locker room with them, the way that they worked was probably next level. Yeah, it was a pretty eye-opening experience going to Pitt and seeing some of those outstanding guys. Like my first year came in like from a smaller high school in Pittsburgh, uh, never really played anyone big. I go to Pitt and I'm standing up against a guy named Jeff Ota. He's like 6'6", 360 pounds, ended up being first-round pick for the Carolina Panthers that year. And it's just like, it's a big guy. I mean, he's huge, and I was never used to seeing anything like that. But there was definitely a lot of studs that we played with and seen, like, playing with Aaron Donald, like, his speed, he was so fast. I mean, it was unbelievable how fast he could sprint 10 yards. Yeah, and a guy that large and can throw 300 pounds five yards. Yeah, it's I'd, insane how how strong and fast and athletic 
that dude is. Yeah, he came in as a freshman. I think he was repping out like 400 pounds on the bench press. I never, I never yeah. could have done that. Not once in my high school career. Football was not my forte. So does playing at the Division One level and going through that recruitment process give you kind of a different perspective that other high school coaches may not have when it comes to colleges coming towards the Clearfield Bison seniors? A little bit. I mean, I definitely had the ends of how the recruiting process worked. That was a highly recruited kid. Um, so I kind of know a little bit about it, but times have changed so much that kind of how it was when I was there is completely different than how it is now. But it at least gave me a start to see how much as a head coach I have to do to help the kids get recruited. So from a younger age, is coaching football something that you've kind of always wanted to do no matter where your career stopped? I just love playing sports. Like it could, no matter what it is, I, I would always want to play it. And when my career was over, it was really tough. Like I don't get to play anymore. And one of those things that it was like, why not be a teacher, work with kids? I love math and then just coach. And when you first got into Clearfield, you were the assistant coach for a number of years since 2014, correct? Yes. Because you already have some experience coaching with this roster, excluding the incoming freshmen, do you think that kind of gives you a little bit of a easier transition to the head coaching role? Oh, for sure. I mean, if I would go to a new school and take over there and I'd have to learn all the kids, I'd have to hire a new staff. I mean, I'd be starting from the ground up. I'd have to learn basically everything. Here I have a good framework. I mean, Coach Noka did a great job um, for his whole career, and then I got to pick up the last nine years while he was there, so I learned a lot from him. And to get to know the kids and the culture and to kind of build that relationship with them so when I took over, they already knew me and what they I expected from them. So it was a pretty easy transition. Now, I can imagine that and it's from an assistant coach standpoint to now becoming the head coach, your mindset kind of has to change a little bit with like game planning or even systems and install and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, before I just got to worry about what's the D line going to do, what's looking at the O, like the scout, scouting the O line, coming up with the game plan for the D line. Now it's a lot more trying to wrap a whole team around, now trying to put together an offense trying to get guys in the correct position, subbing guys in, making sure I'm rotating the ball, keeping guys fresh. It's a big chore. Yeah, because even from a player standpoint, at the high school level, I played under one head coach, but two different offenses my two years of playing high school football. And it was night and day from year one to year two. It seems like the coaching staff that you have in place can really dictate how your season's going to end up going. Yeah, for sure. And that's like, I'm changing some things uh, around to make it my style. And it's the seniors are used to one way because they've had that their whole career. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming in and changing some things. So it's a little confusing for them, but they've been doing a great job and putting a lot of time in listening. They're coachable kids and they're coming along. Yeah. Camp went well and all that fun stuff. Yep. They, they went really well. I was happy with how we went. We were learning the new system. Kids were going hard. I mean, it was a physical camp for us. It was good. Yeah. Do you guys go away to camp, or do you just stay at Clearfield? We just stay at Clearfield. Yeah. I, w- I went away one out of the two years. It depends. I liked going away to camp. Going away to camp gives you a completely different perspective, and I think bonds the team a little bit closer. For sure. I've always gone away. I mean, in high school, we went mm-hmm. up to Slippery Rock for three, four days. In college, we lived in the dorms and didn't get to see anyone. for. It was literally like a month. It was, it was a <laughs> long time. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just... You and the teammate, that's it. Yep, we'd report beginning of August, end of July, beginning of August, and we'd be in there. We would not get to see anyone for two, three weeks, and then we'd have a family day, see them, and then go back to work for another week and go back to our house or our dorms. 
Now, for people who are going to come watch the games and people listen, who are going to listen here on Pop, who are some players that you think are guys to watch this year on the field? Oh, we have a lot of good athletes. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure where to start. Uh, we got Brady Collins and Caden Bell, uh, two great running backs and two great receivers. We have Carter Freeland, Colton Ryan. They're explosive players. We have Will Domico, who's a smart, explosive quarterback. Uh, we got some young linemen coming up through that I'm anxious to see how they play the first game. I mean, we got Nolan Rockmore coming back. He's been a starter for us for a couple of years, very sound in the other line. And then we have some new guys coming up that have been doing great camp, being physical, uh, learning the offense, and doing a great job. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I'm very excited. I came to two games last year, and it was it's it's completely different style of football out here in Western Pennsylvania as compared to where I grew up in Eastern PA. And I'm I'm pumped. Honestly, it's a lot of fun. Uh, high school. There's nothing like high school football. No, nah, you got to love Friday nights. Yeah. Friday night lights. It's a great time. What are some of your goals for the team this season? This season is just to keep growing as young men. Uh, obviously, I'd like to go undefeated. That's a goal. Uh, that's pretty much every coach's goal to go undefeated. Yeah. But it's to get these young men to keep growing into an adult, to learn the game of football, to love it, and to have a winning season. And just go from there. Take it one game at a time. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that you're in a different conference, correct? Yeah, it's kind of the same. We're in the Laurel Highlands Athletic Conference now. Yeah. We're basically still playing the same Mountain League teams that we did with a couple new additions. It's a great conference. There's a lot of good competition in there. It's nice that we have a 10-game schedule built in. We don't have to go around and search for different teams. I mean, when I first started, we were going to West Virginia. We were playing teams out of Maryland. I mean, we were playing teams out of state just because we couldn't find anyone. Now we're going to that conference. We got a 10-game schedule. Yeah. Now, like, what are what are some challenges you think you might end up facing going into this newer conference? Uh, it's just different. We'd never played any of these teams before. I mean, we have Richland on our schedule. We have Forest Hills. We got Central back on our schedule. It's just really good competition, and it's different because we never traveled these venues before or seen these teams, so it's just going to be a new experience for us. So your first game is tonight against Tyrone, who uh, finished last season 7-3. and three. One of those losses was to Clearfield, so what are some things you're looking forward to seeing in the game? Like, uh, What kind of ways did you prepare for this game? John Franco is a great coach. Uh, he always throws a bunch of different things at us. We're just trying to be physical on the line and run our offense and just be ready for anything that he can throw at us. Yeah, now do you have any other any other games circled on the schedule this season? Every I feel like every team, every coach has opening day circled and maybe maybe homecoming, but other than that, are there any other games you're looking forward to getting on the field against a certain team? Not really. We're just taking it one game at a time. I mean, we're really excited for Tyrone cuz that's who we're playing tonight. Uh, like I said, they're a great team. Coach, we got a lot of great athletes. We're focused on them right now, and then next week we'll focus on uh, Forest Hills. Smoking like a perfect high school coach. <laughs> <laughs> every, every high school coach always says the exact same thing, but it's it's tough. High school football is it's it's no joke out no. here, and it's pretty it's pretty awesome to watch. No, and looking at our schedule this year, I mean, we have a really good schedule. I mean, there's a lot of great teams. I mean, there's no team, there's no games that I see that we're just going to go be thirty five nothing and a half. I mean, every team. It could go either way depending on how the team plays that night. Yeah, it looks like a good schedule. A lot of teams that you haven't faced, a lot of teams that you have previous experience against, whether it be last year or the year before. And I'm I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really good year for you guys, and it's going to be very competitive. Yep, me too. We're going to move into like a, a little game, a little just 
general football talk, a little in or out. Are you in? Like, I, I, I could get behind this or, nah, I, I don't think this is going to happen or I don't think this should happen. So, first, we got the Steelers winning the Super Bowl. I'm out. I, I'm out 100%. I'm out of them winning the AFC North. That's just me. <laughs> yep. I, my father-in-law would be very mad at me, but I'm probably going to be out even though I my man Kenny Pickett, I'm expecting great things out of him. Me I think too. he's going to be a great athlete. I just I don't know if this is the year for them yet. Yeah, I definitely think the Steelers are on the right track. I objectively do see them splitting with Cincinnati as much as I want Cincinnati to win both. I think they're going to split. I think they're each going to win their home games. And I think they drafted really well. The Steelers did do a really good job in the draft. I think they're they're on the road to be a very good football team down the road. Yeah, I was excited they drafted that left tackle to block for Pickett. Oh, yeah. He's huge. Yeah. My he, sister was a uh, intern for University of Georgia. She was one of the chefs. So she would tell me all these stories of all those guys who got drafted and all the things that they ate. And I'm, it's shocking how much a D1 football player, oh, especially yeah. a, an O-tackle, eats on a daily basis. Oh, I could imagine. It's insane. So next, are you in or out of leaving a stadium before the game's over? I'm out. I'm out on that one. I don't care what the it, score is. I'm staying till the end of the game. Yeah, you got to watch it. You just got to love to be there. And see it. Mm-hmm. And especially in football, there's a lot of like last second magic that happens. No matter what, whether they're down or up by a lot, there's always some last second spark that happens. It's always nice to watch. Yeah, it's just hard to leave a football. I mean, it's football. How can you yeah. leave a football game? I don't know. I, yeah. I can't. I'd, I would love to. Hopefully I can go to the Bengals game against the Steelers in December. Looking forward to it. That's a game I got circled on yeah. the schedule for sure. Uh, are you in or out on how much the Philadelphia Eagles are running that QB sneak? Fourth and one, they're they're just lining up and pushing Jalen Hurts right over the line for that first down every time. Works like I think they said it was like ninety five percent of the time. Hey, I'm not a huge fan of it running every single play, but when you got those linemen and you got Jalen Hurts, I'm going to go in. I mean, if you're ninety five percent successful. Just keep running. I mean, it, it works. Why change it or why try to change it? I don't know. A lot of people are just mad. They're like, they don't think that you should be allowed to push a quarterback a yard, one yard forward. Yeah, I mean, I know high school we can't. They change the rule. We're not allowed to directly push. We have to aid the pile, not the runner. Mm-hmm. But until they change it in the NFL, if it's working 95% of the time. Run it. Run it. Keep run going. It. <laughs> Make someone stop it. Yep, until people stop it. I don't, I don't see a reason to stop running it. Now, are you in or out on this new fair catch rule on kickoffs in the NFL? So if you if you fair catch a kickoff inside of the 25-yard line, it's essentially a touchback. I see what the NFL is trying to do with it. They're trying to limit concussions. I'm going to say I'm in with it. I mean, I, I can see that rule changing to what the XFL is doing where the players start all the way down on the 25 and wait till the ball gets kicked over the head, and then it's like a five-yard run in contact. Mm-hmm. I think they're just trying to watch how much physical contact. I mean, those kids are running 40, 50 yards downfield to a player that's set up waiting for them, running head into them, creating the injury. So, I mean, I'm in with it. I, I think it's a good thing. Try to limit it. I mean, if you look, I, I think, I don't know what the percent is, but I'm sure it's pretty low of what actually touch, what returning it for a touchdown is or getting out past the 25 or 30. Yeah, so or even or even returning it now. These kickers are kicking it through the uprights on kickoff. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like I feel like watching last season, most of the kickoffs that were returnable within that goal line to twenty five yard line, they were line drives right at them. So the they probably could have gotten up 
pretty good amount of yards. Probably not a touchdown. That doesn't happen often no. at all. But I think I think I'd be out on this just because I don't. You don't see kicks in that range that are just hanging up in the air. More so punts that are going to hang up there. True. So I don't. I get it too. And I've watched a couple XFL games. They are slow. They they take yeah. they take a while to get through. But I like some of the rule changes that the XFL and even the USFL have. I mean. Obviously, it's not as highly skilled as the NFL, but I think in general, some of the rules that they have move them into the NFL, and it could end up being very productive and put a lot of players safety first. Finally, are you in or out on these expanded college football playoffs? I'm in. I think it's awesome. It's just more college football for me to watch. I'm a huge college football fan, so if they could play all year round, I'd be in. Mm -hmm. I mean, when that national championship's over, January 10th, it's like... There's no good sports on. I mean, I know I'm a hockey fan too, but I miss college football after a couple months, and it's sad I have to wait till end of August, September. I wish I wish they could play as many games as they possibly could, and I'm glad they're. I'm definitely in with the expanded playoff, letting 12 teams in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I saw I read an article about the SEC SEC commissioners calling for them to reevaluate it with the movement of the uh, divisions and. Pac-12 getting it going, pretty much disappearing down to four teams. So it's curious to see what they're going to do with it, but I'm definitely in for the 12-team playoff. Yeah, I think I think more teams in the playoffs is more fun. And everyone is excited from what I've seen. And the, the main thought process is there's going to be less of a uh, discrepancy on who gets in. And now I think there's still going to be discrepancy. It's just going to be now who's going to be that 12th, 11th team as opposed to the third and fourth. Yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're going to get more teams in, but I still see so many fans of those teams that just miss the selection of complaining, oh, we should have been in it or whatever. I think that's still going to be there, just kind of is how it is. It's it's always going to be. When there's a line to how many teams can get in, that first person out is still going to be complaining, well, I should have been in there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you got 12 solid teams yeah. fighting to get in. And I think that's where college football is a little unique, too, because it's not like the NFL where – it's wins losses win percentage and you're and that's how it's it that's it yeah college football is there's way more there's so many more factors who do you play how to how did you beat that team or how much did you lose to that team by who did that team beat there's a lot more factors and it's more of a judgment call almost oh, yeah. so i feel like that gets that's another reason why a lot of people tend to be a little iffy on on the college football playoffs but i love college football and i'm excited for it me too. I can't wait till uh, Saturday. Start watching them. I know it's gonna be great. I'm pumped. So are you you in on you on you in on Pitt all the uh, way? I'm always in on Pitt. Have to uh, be. You have yeah. to be. Have especially to be. up here. No matter what, I'm in on Pitt. <laughs> yeah, especially Penn State football always seemed to to dominate Pennsylvania D1 football for me growing up. But that's just probably from being on the eastern side of the state. Yeah, it, I moved up here. It was just Penn State everything. There's not many Pitt fans up here, and it's nice to see when they are up here, but I, I wish the Pitt Panthers the best luck this season. hope they do well. I think they will. I think they'll be all right. They, they've they been doing pretty well for the past few years, right? Yeah, they've done well. I mean, with Kenny, I mean, they had a great year. They had a lot of athletes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they do this year with a couple transfer quarterbacks, some other athletes coming in. I think it's going to be a good year for Pitt and for Clearfield Bison football. Yep. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming in and spending a little time talking with me on this episode of Pop Talks. Best of luck on the season. Hopefully you can achieve your goal and be an undefeated this year. 
I know I'm in on that for sure. You can listen to every other episode of Pop Talks wherever you happen to be listening to this one. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pop Radio PA and tune in to every Clearfield Bison football game right here on Pop 92.7, 93.1, and 95.9. You can listen on your radio or you can stream us on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app at Pop Radio PA or over on our website, popradiopa.com. See you.